Welcome to the Weird History Podcast. I'm Joe Streckert. This is an independent, listener-supported show. To support it, go to weirdhistorypodcast.com. Hello, everybody. It is October, probably the best month. We are on the run-up to Halloween, probably the best holiday. And to mark the occasion, just like last year, I will be filling October with episodes about kind of spooky, grisly things. And to kick things off, we have an interview with Kara Helgren. Kara used to work in Salem, Massachusetts, probably the city in the United States most associated with Halloween-type subject matter. Uh, she worked for the city as a tour guide, leading groups of tourists through a monument called the Witch House. And with a name like the Witch House, you probably have all kinds of expectations about sinister doings, about hauntings, about dark magic. And then Kara crushed people's dreams and broke their hearts by informing that there was absolutely none of that and gave them a, well, more historically accurate experience. So this conversation that we had is all about public perceptions of the Salem witch trials and what people thought they were going to get when they were going to have a tourist experience of Salem, Massachusetts versus actual real Salem, Massachusetts history. And as you can imagine, there is some dissonance there between pop culture expectations and between, you know, what historians think actually happened. So enjoy. So hi, Kara. Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing a-okay. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You are very welcome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I understand that you used to work in the most haunted place in all of America. Wait, which place is that? You used to work in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, I thought you meant Fred Meyer. Oh. <laughs> Fred Meyer, for people outside of Pacific Northwest, is the local Kroger affiliate here in Oregon and Washington. One-stop shopping. <laughs> including is. ghosts. <laughs> Apparently. So you used to work in Salem, Massachusetts. I did. And I, I did work in Salem, Massachusetts. I actually worked for the city of Salem. Okay, and what did you do for them? I was a tour guide at a historical site called the Witch House. Uh, which was not a correct name, but it, it is what it is. Okay, so people would show up in Salem, and they would be like, this is land of ghosts and witches and spooky things. Yes. I want to go on a spooky tour. Witch house sounds good. And then you would get these tourists kind of assigned to you. Yes. And what were their expectations, typically? So uh, we, led, we led historical tours every 30 minutes. So... Mm -hmm. Every 30 minutes, a new tour would start. There were a few of us tour guides. And when we weren't giving a tour, we would be working in the, uh, in the gift shop. <laughs> and their expectations uh, were... Sometimes they didn't have any, but for the most part, it was usually about, oh, were they really witches? Oh, is this place haunted? None of, none of which was accurate. So no. those were those were the most common questions. Those were the most common, yeah. So okay. we had a lot of folks who really wanted to know about um, were they really witches? What kind? Of, you know, what have you felt in the house? Is it really haunted? Like, have you seen a ghost uh, of the of the witches or something like that? And that was usually what they wanted. And and sometimes people would want this uh, lonely, the lonely women being being. Um, persecuted story sort of thing, mm -hmm. which was a little closer to the truth, but it, it, hmm, there wasn't a whole lot of truth or um, 
historical expectation to what they wanted. So basically, um, your job was that people had a vision of history, mm -hmm. and then you would be like, that's not real, and you would crush, crush your dreams and break their hearts. Am I allowed to swear? Yes, you can fucking swear. Okay, great. I, I was assigned to be the dickhole to, okay. crush, <laughs> to crush their spirits and their dreams and their hopes. All right. So I was supposed to be a historian. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. I love Thank it. You. So, okay. What was the witch house? Why was it called that? Because that is literally in the title of an H.P. Lovecraft story. So it does sound kind of like horrific and Lovecraftian. Right. What, what, what was the thing that you were giving tours of, actually? Okay. So the house was actually the Corwin house. Mm -hmm. uh, it was owned by a guy named Jonathan Corwin and his wife. Uh, he was a fairly wealthy guy in Salem, and this house was actually really, really nice by standards of the day. It was mm -hmm. two stories. It had real glass in the windows. Um, they had uh, actually some space, even though it was, I mean, by today's standards, it, you know, I mean, it's basically like finding a, one of those efficiency uh, apartments in Portland now where it's like 400 square feet for like $3,000. It was not very big, especially since it was him and his wife and their six kids. They had a lot of kids. Uh, only, if I remember correctly, only two of them survived to adulthood. They lost mm. a lot of kids. Yeah. So while, uh, so I mean, to me, some of the real tragedy was actually how hard their their regular life was. Mm -hmm. um, so Jonathan Corwin, really rich guy in Salem, and and Puritans kind of thought wealth was an indicator that you were saved by God. And if you were saved by God, then you must really be in with God. So you must have some wisdom that other people don't have, uh, which is how he ended up being assigned to the witch trials. He was a witch trial judge, um, but only after another guy dropped out mm -hmm. because he was like, I really think maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe we should maybe we should really reflect on what we're doing. And the rest of the judges were like, get the fuck out. Um, you're done. You're done. Um, and so they, they basically were like, hey, Jonathan, you want in on this? Mm -hmm. And we don't know a whole lot about Jonathan or like what he thought or what he really thought about the witch trials or what he was thinking when he decided to join on. But he just decided to join on. Mm -hmm. He became a, a, a judge on the witch trials. Really, for a very short period of time, it was just like last few months of the trials. It was really towards the end when he finally came on. And they did have, uh, they did have trials in his house, in his in his uh, great room, which was basically like a, a dining room slash show all the you know this is your where you have meetings and stuff i mean like it, mm -hmm. it was set aside to be the fancy room um and they did have trials in his in this great room and you know i mean plenty of those people were convicted because at this point they were just like whatever everybody's just everybody's a fucking witch whatever and that's how he became a witch trial judge and the only reason that the witch house the, the jonathan corwin house is a historic uh, is a historic place in Salem is because there was a huge fire like a, in a lot of New England and a lot of East Coast cities mm -hmm. uh, that were really pretty dense. Uh, there was a big fire that came through at some point, I believe, in the eighteen hundreds, nineteen hundreds, and wiped out almost all of the old 
portion of Salem. And so this is the only house left from the witch trials that's still standing in the, uh, okay. within Salem city limits. There are some other um, houses. Um, for instance, Goody Nurse, she was a woman who was accused of being a witch. Uh, her house, I believe, still stands outside of the Salem city limits in what used to be um, like greater Salem, but is now its own city. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what city that is, but this is the only house in the Salem city limits that is still associated with, with the witch trials of 1692. So, I mean, like that's, that's kind of it. So are you saying it got to be the witch house kind of by default? Yes. And also because a privately owned company ran the location before uh. the city of Salem took it over. I actually was hired on shortly after the city of Salem took it over from a private company. So when the private company um, had this house, did they have like sort of a spin or sort of like a thing that they were trying to promote about it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so like, <laughs> what, what was it? What was the kind of like hype and language and whatnot that they would use to it get was, people to visit? It was incredibly haunted. There were hor- horrible things that happened here. Um, they, would, they would test them to be witches and basically like torture them. Uh, and the uh, tour guides all had to wear... Uh, very pseudo pseudo puritan outfits what no yeah no yes. are we talking about buckle hats buckle hats and these heavy dresses i actually met one of the ex guides one of the people <laughs> oh my God. yeah i met one of the people who was let go when the city took over okay because the city took it over as an actual historical site right. and then hired people who actually had history experience Mm -hmm. Uh, everybody else was just like, this is just a part-time job that I do for the summer and for the holiday, for Halloween, right? Uh, so I actually met one of the original employees and she had to wear this heavy Puritan-like dress that just made her sweat all summer. And from what she told me, uh, some of the outfit stuff, I mean, it was just kind of ridiculous. There was all this kind of lacy stuff everywhere, which they would never have worn, like, it didn't sound accurate at all, but they would go through these tours and talk about how, like, um, telling ghost stories and be like, do you see that, you know, do you see that shape on the wall? If you stare at it long enough, it starts to look like a witch's face or something like that. <laughs> like, some ridicu- oh like some ridiculous bullshit. Wow. Um, there were, there was like a comb for combing wool, which is this nasty looking thing that is made of nails essentially like it's just ugly looking i mean it's pretty dangerous looking right you Mm -hmm. had to really get through the wool and these were folks who didn't have a whole lot so i mean they just made do and and she told me some ridiculous story about um how it was like a a witch's comb or something that that you know like uh that witches would use on themselves and it's just like this is this is for this is a really wait, wait. crappy piece of machinery for carding wool. So she was saying that this bit of wool carding was, um, if I read you right, vaguely suggesting that it was kind of like an occult S and M tool. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It was. <laughs> I remember she she essentially sort of walked me through the tour uh, because. Um, she asked me what, what, you know, she was like, oh, I work there. And, you know, like, is it mm-hmm. still as ridiculous as it used to be? And I was like, no, I'm an, I'm a, what do you mean? And so I told her that all I do is I give 
I would give 30 minute tours in my regular clothes and just go through facts and mm-hmm. talk about what it was like to live then, what the trials were like, things like that mm-hmm. is what I would do. And then she would just be like, oh, well, that I can't believe they let you get away with that. <laughs> Uh, but and that's when I found out that it was also previously owned by a private company mm-hmm. that that made it this like spooky haunted house kind of fakey bullshit thing. Whereas really, I mean, like this was the house of a, a family who lived there who had a lot of sadness. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a guy who got caught up in essentially kind of this this nuttiness that was the witch trials. And so, I mean, it, it's a, because when you, when you get to know the subjects that you're researching, you sort of like get very fond of them uh, because I mean, they become real people with, right. with all of their foibles as well as all of their kind of quote unquote triumphs or whatever you want to call it. And, and so I, I was sort of like, it, it feels kind of wrong Mm-hmm. To be like, this was a house of torture and witch despair and and ghosts and blood. And it's just like, eh. Because we're also talking about, like, very real human tragedy. Like, dead yeah. kids are getting glossed over. Right. So, I mean, like, the, I mean, like, they lost a lot of kids. That's really hard. Uh, even back in Puritan days, most people didn't, you know, they, to be kind of, blunt and kind of cruel sounding i mean you you were you lost about half you you essentially kind of expected to lose about half of the kids that you had uh because life was really rough for Mm -hmm. puritans um i mean they were like the first winter after the puritans arrived in massachusetts half of them died (laughs) yeah it was an ugly place for them to live um and so, I mean, like, you, you lose sight of the kids. You also lose sight, though, of the women who were accused of being... The women, and, in fact, by the end of the witch trials, um, they would actually... The, the, the young girls who were the accusers, who were accusing people of being witches, mm-hmm. would go to towns, and the townspeople would just line up. <laughs> and the girls would just be like, witch, 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 witch. That one's a witch. Yeah, I guess that one's not. Witch, witch, witch. I mean, like... It was really that just sort of blase where they would just accuse most of ta- most of these outside lying towns of just all being witches. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, want, uh, I did want to get into the witch trials mm-hmm. uh, more generally, but I also want to ask about um, how you got involved with uh, the city of Salem. So, yeah, yeah, how did um, like how did you get that gig? So, um. <laughs> I I had uh, moved to I had moved to Boston actually I moved to Boston in 2002 I'm I mean I'm from Oregon but I got a job out there and so I moved there for for a job for a regular everyday job uh, with a very nice company but I was just sort of plugging around on Craigslist because I was like well you know maybe I can make like a little extra money in the summer because. My job is a little slower, but it was incredibly expensive to live there too. So during the summer, I wanted to, to maybe earn a little extra money. And so I went on the Craigslist, the Craigslist, and uh, just going through the ads. And it was looking for a tour guide. And the location said the witch house. And I was like, okay, I'll bite. And uh, it was actually a legit 
they were looking for people who had had um, some historical experience or some tour guiding experience or both was preferred. Um, and I sent them my, <laughs> I sent them my thesis. So I did a thesis on the witch trials. Okay. Uh, I went I, I went to college out here in Oregon at the school I was at. I did a thesis on the witch trials. Mm-hmm. And uh, because they said they were looking for people who had historical experience. and This was an undergrad thesis? This was an undergrad thesis, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for my history degree. And so I sent them an email and sent them my thesis. And they wrote me... They, wrote me back pretty quickly and then I went up to Salem I took the commuter rail up to Salem did a quick interview and they were like all right we'll have you in on weekends okay okay I just want to take a moment here to appreciate the fact that you got a job because of a history degree about the only one I got but yeah (laughs) but like let's just let's just take a moment to just cherish that because that's beautiful I have never gotten a job with my political science degree it's the only. It was the only time where I was like, I have, I leg- I have a straight up history degree, and they were like, you are who we are looking for. <laughs> I and, love it. I love yeah. it. Okay, so the rich, which the rich trials, the witch trials more generally. Yeah. I think a lot of people have um, various pop culture notions of how they happened. Mm. Also, um, me when I was growing up, I was taught a narrative in school that it was all. A veiled thing that was actually about property. It was all a land grab, um, and I and I have heard that that theory is not really taken seriously anymore. Uh, what is your What is your read on the Salem witch trials and the motivation behind them? And I'll just like summarize your thesis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, um, so uh, my thesis was actually combining both my English literature and my history degrees because I, mm-hmm. I have dual degrees and I was I did both at the mm-hmm. same time and so I was actually talking about uh, I started talking about language when it mm-hmm. came to the witch trials uh, especially the way people would describe witches it was usually always I mean they were turning into animals they were going out into the middle of the woods and just like dancing around naked like. This this kind of living deliciously. Yeah, I mean, like it's this. It's like we're just being decadent pagans, you guys. I mean, it it sounds more like something you would find here than <laughs> you would in in than That doesn't happen in Oregon. What oh, are you talking of course about? Not. No one we, does that. We didn't. Yeah, we would never talk about it last weekend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I mean, I started looking first at the language that that people were using. Mm-hmm. Because that was, I mean, words are very interesting things. And I sort of uncovered that there were all these anxieties. Um, The Puritans had actually come to uh, the Americas. They'd come to the New World, essentially, to be able to be the dicks of Europe. Like, they were were kind of religious dicks. Um, And people in Europe didn't really like them for it. And they were like... I've heard about this. Yes. Nobody, yeah. nobody wants you in Europe. Like, they kept getting kicked out of countries because everybody was like, you guys are just assholes and you are way too self-righteous and we're just not interested anymore. And so they kept getting kicked out. And finally, uh, they found a place in the New World where they could just go and be dicks with each other and not have to worry about people disliking them. Because the only other people there were, of course, Native Americans. And, well, I mean... According to everybody else, nobody cared about them. So, uh, so they could p- 
per- be perfect dicks to the Native Americans, and the Europeans were like, you do that, have fun, we, we don't care. But the Puritans were here because they wanted to basically prove, they wanted to prove to England, we are right. The Puritans and the Puritanical religion, we are correct, Christians. All you all are wrong, and you are terrible, and you're all going to hell, but it, hey, you come to our side. And you can be a dick like us in heaven. That <laughs> 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 was kind of their gig. Um, but they really kind of thought... Dicks in heaven sounds like an Eric Clapton song. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should really throw that to Eric Clapton. I mean... Okay. No, apparently like, he's an asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Anyways, they're, they're, they're trying to prove their own rightness by... Yeah. They're trying to prove that that yes, they are those goody two shoe assholes that nobody likes, but those goody two asshole assholes that nobody likes, it's because they're right. It's because mm-hmm. they are correct when it comes to religion. And they figured if they went to the New World, if they created their own city on a hill, which um, was actually part of a sermon that I think one of the Mathers gave before they even got off the boat. And if they could prove they were the city on the hill, then England and hopefully the rest of Europe would be like, you were so right. We didn't see the light until you showed it to us. You've proven us all wrong. Please come home. We want you to be like, we want you to show us the righteousness of your ways. It, like, they, it was all this big fantasy. They were like, mm-hmm. the, the uh, popular kids are going to see we're cool. Oh, that's that's adorable. I know, right? Um, so they didn't expect to honestly be here that long, but they also didn't expect the New World to be quite so hard. Um, it, Europe was, by this point, kind of a garden party compared to the New World, mm-hmm. which was, it was dank, it was cold, it was so cold. Uh, winters in Boston and in those areas can get so fucking cold. I remember one year when I lived there, during the day, it was, like, negative 15. Like, for a few weeks. Not even just, like, a few days. It was, like, a few weeks where the temperature did not get above zero for a while. And then at night, it got colder. And then with the wind chill, it felt you like you were just fucking dying. So it can get brutally cold. Uh, things weren't growing so well. They didn't know how to do agriculture here as well. They didn't know how to clear the land very well. And then, of course, um, like the Native Americans were sort of like, we're not really sure who you are or what you want, but sure, we'll give you a hand. And then the Puritans turned around and took their land and gave them disease and then kind of would shoot them. Like, they, the, Purit- the Native Americans were like, hey, we'll sort of talk to you. We don't know who you are. You're weird looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess we can kick it. Only to then have the Puritans act like the the dickish, uh, nerdy kid who knows everything mm-hmm. and and likes to kill Native Americans. So, I mean, like, they, they also thought that anything that wasn't organized in a certain way, chaos to them was basically the devil. And I don't mean that in, like, a, you know, oh, it's the devil. Eh. Like, they actually thought that chaos was kind of satanic. So... Nature, Native Americans, all fucking satanic as hell. Well then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
they they thought the whole new world was kind of satanic. And they insisted on bringing order to everything. Like, they were obsessed with it. So, where does the belief in witches fit in the Puritan mindset or worldview? So, they they could exist. And essentially, it was uh, human beings, almost not 100% of the time women, but most of the time. It was them becoming chaotic, becoming Mm. satanic. Mm -hmm. And so that's where this idea that, like, women going off into the woods, that's why that sounds like, oh, yeah, she's a witch. Mm. It's because she went off into the woods and she was communing with nature, which everybody knows is satanic. Mm. And And that's kind of why, like... Now, to be fair, nature at the time was literally killing them. Nature at the time was literally killing them. So it yeah. was, I mean, like, so there was this anxiety with, with mm-hmm. their surroundings and the idea that anybody would want to actually commune with that son of a bitch mm-hmm. was, was like, oh, well, clearly you are in league with the devil because mm-hmm. it's trying to, it's killing us all the time. Um, so, I mean, there was, there was this anxiety about, well, we have this terrible nature that's trying to kill us. There's also the anxiety about the fact that nobody from England is calling Nobody cares. The cool kids are continuing to be cool elsewhere. Um, So there's that anxiety. And there was also some anxiety, I will say, about about commerce. Because the Puritans also wanted this agrarian utopia. Everybody was a really nice farmer. And they all got along. And it was this great big commune, but without the nudity. Um... (laughs) Uh, and suddenly people were starting to get into, into mercantile, into mercantilism. They were becoming merchants and actually Mm -hmm. like selling shit and, uh, being traders and stuff like that. And they were making money at it and, and being a a farmer was, was falling more and more out of favor. Mm -hmm. But for these girls, because they were girls, I mean, they were, they were on the edge of being married off. You're talking about the girls who the would girl- accuse people of being witches? Yes. So Sarah, Sarah, and we're all named Sarah. No, I'm just kidding. They were not all named Sarah. But mm-hmm. um, the, they were young teenagers. They were young teenage girls. Sarah's a lovely name. Sarah is a lovely name. <laughs> Sarah is a lovely name, and two of them were named Sarah. Yeah. Um, there was like a Sarah senior. My fiance is named Sarah listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah is a lovely name. Um, but there were, um, these young girls who were getting ready to, to be married off. They Mm -hmm. were going to be looking at getting married in the next like year or two. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were about like 13, 14, 15. I think the eldest was maybe 16 and probably like they were, they were going to get really anxious to marry her off. Like, come on, 17 and suddenly nobody's looking anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, because that's. That's how early people got married back then. Dang. I mean, you know, talk about teen pregnancy now. <laughs> oh, uh, how the times have changed. Um, yes, times have changed, which is then, good. Yes, it is. It's good. One of my fundamental beliefs is that history is horrible, and I'm glad I don't live there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've even, I've had people ask me, well, what, where, what would be the time period you want to live in? And I'd be like, none of them? Yes, none of them. I'm a brown female. No way I want to live in any of those time periods. They were horrific. Yeah. Um, But, like, all these girls were getting ready to be married off, Mm -hmm. and they were really nervous about the guys they were going to marry because 
the guys, their fathers, these were, these were girls whose fathers were all farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, the, their fathers wanted them to marry good farm boys, good old farm boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and they weren't making money. Like most of these girls were worried about like the finances of their own fathers. And then they were going to have to worry about the finances of whoever they ended up marrying. And so um, they had a, a slave woman conjure up a really, it sounds like a really shitty version of a crystal ball. Okay, this is Tichuba, right? This is Tichuba, yeah. Okay. So Tichuba, um, but the girls also kind of knew some of this stuff. Like this was this was witchcrafty stuff that had come from Europe anyway as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody blames Tichuba because she was, I think, a West, Af- I think she was West African or Caribbean uh, slave. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, she does the voodoo, she does the witchcraft, she's the one that taught the girls, and it's like, mm, a lot of this stuff... Voodoo wouldn't have existed by then. Right. And which... Anyways, never mind. Sorry. But it was this yeah. idea that, like, the um, the only reason these girls got swept up into this was because of an outsider. Mm. And and a, a one that was um, black or brown at that. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like... It always looks, it's always much worse when the outsider isn't white. Um, and so they cracked an egg white. So they cracked an egg over a boiling pot of water and dropped the egg white into this boiling pot of water. And one of the girls is looking and she's like, oh my God, it looks like a coffin. Um, has a total freak out. All the other girls have a total freak out. And... Um, like everybody's freaking out and that's kind of where kind of kicked it off and then the girls uh were being disobedient Mm -hmm. they were just like speaking out of turn um they uh refused to get up like they they do very teenager sounding things yeah that doesn't that doesn't sound at all remarkable right Mm-hmm. And really, like, to any of us, that sounds completely unremarkable. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, they're being bratty teenagers. Because mm-hmm. most all of the stuff that you read about these girls doing is is um, that they're being possessed by a witch uh, is just them being unremarkable teenagers. They're mm-hmm. just being assholes. Um, but the thing was, the Puritans um, held order in the greatest esteem. Orderliness was kind of literally next to godliness. Um, So these girls displaying these um, examples of not being in the Puritan order, for some reason, freaked everybody out. But I mean, didn't disobedient teenagers happen all the time? Not really. Okay, weird. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. I mean, by the time you were, uh, by the time you were 16, 17, I mean, you were probably married. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you were an adult. Mm. You, you, there was no such thing really as like being a teenager mm. in Puritan days. You went from being a child to getting married <laughs> to being an adult and getting married. I mean, like that's how that worked. There was no, there was no teenager dumb. There was no, I'm going to be a bratty asshole. Um, I'm going to disobey my parents. I'm going to be rebellious. That didn't happen. That was a, that was considered to be kind of a, an example of being possessed, hmm. like being cursed by a witch or Satan. Okay. Being possessed of Satan. Um, so yeah, I mean, just being a bratty asshole was enough for people to think there was witchcraft. Okay. And witches were like, 
I mean, witches were people who communed with Satan, which mm -hmm. were giving up the orderliness of God for the chaos of Satan. So what did people worry about witches doing? Like, like what were some of the like, powers or consequences of witchiness? Were things that were particularly common, like, hey, your cow doesn't give milk anymore, or like husband seducing, or like other stuff? No, or was it just like general, general badness? That was basically it. Like, they would, yeah, like, my cow doesn't give milk anymore. It just suddenly stopped. My child is misbehaving. Um, uh, occasionally, it would come to, well, one of my cows died. Mm. Um, so, clearly, you were the problem. Or maybe there was a stillbirth. Okay. Um, these things, I mean, like, these things, they were completely common. Um, once the accusation of witchcraft was out there, though... I just Everything think these are really lame just... magic powers. They're really lame. Because it's not magic missile. Mm -mm. It's not casting firewall. It's not casting, like, uh, Melf's acid arrow or, like, Bigby's grasping hand yeah. or, you know, any other cool D&D &D spells. None of it was... <laughs> these suck. The only... So the only cool thing was uh, one woman uh, was accused of turning into a cat once. Okay, that's cool. I mean, like, that was kind of cool. Polymorph self? Okay, so I can, uh, I can dig that. This this but at the same time mm -hmm. there's this the sexual overtone of course because this guy is in bed, he wakes up and he sees a cat at the end of his bed <laughs> staring at him. And he is positive it's this woman who is accused of being a witch. And then, you know, he's blinking and he's just freaking out and then the cat's gone. Nowadays that would just be like a, a YouTube video. I know. Cat on bed. Yeah. And My will, cat and, stares at me. And then it would get like 600,000 views in an hour. And everybody would yeah. be like, look at this cat staring at this guy. Right. So, okay. So how did these girls start accusing people of witchcraft? Uh, when, so the girls were actually brought before um, the, the head folks of town, which was all of the... Um, which was, of course, the pastor, which was all the the considered wise men of town. Um, mm -hmm. Almost all of these were older men, all, all white, of course, because these were the Puritans. Mm -hmm. um, and they were all usually pretty wealthy. Mm -hmm. um, because they, like I said, they, they thought that money meant God liked you. Um, <laughs> so fucking weird. Um, and... The wise men started asking them, like, what's wrong with you? Why won't you obey your mother? <laughs> like, really? Why won't you obey your mom? Why are you doing these things? And then they would just, like, they would yell absurd sentences, um, you know, like, at the pastor that, that was very much like, very much like King Lear. <laughs> <laughs> when he would just, like, yell things that were really random and if you, like, meant something, mm -hmm. but sounded completely, like, batshit gibberish, uh, and these girls, and, like, a couple of the girls would do that, and the, the pastor would be like, well, I think what she means is this, and it would suddenly become laden with heavy, heavy meaning, mm. but would still mean, like, nothing. One of the theories that I have heard that I think is not really taken seriously anymore is that these girls must have been hallucinating on a weird mushroom. Is there anything to that? 
It was, uh, so I, I love this theory. Um, it's the idea that they were actually hallucinating off of like, uh, mushrooms or like a bacteria from, from wheat that had like, um, sort of like botulism or something. Right. (laughs) Um, this, this wheat, um, and that it was, it was all them hallucinating on this wheat. And then actually, and I have heard that it wasn't just the girls and eventually became like most of the town and most of the townspeople who became completely hallucinatory off of this wheat. And it's not really taken that seriously. There mm-hmm. hasn't been any evidence I've really seen that's been like, oh yeah, this is totally part of it. But I, I that explanation does have a certain appeal to a secular person yes. who wants to find a reason for why people could be so unreasonable. Like, why on earth would somebody believe this? Oh, there has to be like some kind of chemical imbalance or there has dr- to be some sort drug of drug thing, as opposed to humans logical. just as opposed to humans just like getting this weird. Human humans are fucking weird. I mean, like if if there's any chemical that well, makes a human fucking weird, it's mm-hmm. the one that's already in their brains. Fair. Like they've got plenty of weird chemicals in their brains. Um, I mean, you have adrenaline, dopamine, you have all of these drugs that fuck with your head just from you. Okay, so these girls are speaking gibberish, and the gibberish is kind of getting interpreted as maybe, oh, they hexed me or cursed me, right. or and did, then eventually they did witch stuff at me. Yeah, and so eventually they did. They did say, you know, it was the goody nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, goody nurse, like goody means um, like the good woman. So it was sort of like a, a shorthand for mm-hmm. good woman nurse. Um, Mrs. Nurse was a well-respected woman. Um, she and her husband had done well. Her husband had died. She was a widower. Um, and she did, her family did pretty well. They owned a lot of land. Uh, she was a well-off woman. She was seen as sort of like kind of elite. Um, and so they accused her, they accused Tituba, and they also accused this other woman, um, oh my God, I can't believe I'm blanking on her name because I always felt so bad for her. She was a woman who was homeless, um, or effectively homeless in the community, which was kind of a weird thing. Um, and she clearly was mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime they talk about her, they talk about the weird shit she does. They talk about how she talks to herself. They talk about how she's talking to, like, stationary objects. I mean, she clearly had some mental illness going on. Right. Um, and they accused this woman, too, of, of being a witch, which everybody was like, well, I could have told you that. Mm-hmm. because uh, mental illness was, of course, not mental illness. It meant you were possessed, I mean, right. even even at the time. Um, so they started accusing people, and then they would bring these women in and try to get, like, confessions out of them, and the goody nurse wasn't having it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you had Tituba, and you also had the, the, the mentally ill woman of the town... And those were pretty easy targets. Mm. And the, um, to be quite honest, the, the headmen of the town were kind of using this to their advantage. So, mm. I mean, like, these, these girls were just accusing, you know, like, accused a few people. And then as the men of town took them more seriously, or at least seemed to take them more seriously, whether they did or not, I, um, I mean, it's perfectly feasible that they did. Because the Puritans really believed in witchcraft. Like, mm-hmm. they really thought it could happen. 
So the version and explanation of the story that I heard in high school, I already mentioned this, mm -hmm. was that this was about property. This was about the elites in Salem trying to grab property of people in the outlying areas so the town could further expand inland, but these people were in their way and they needed to get their stuff. Do you think there's anything to that? Because you seem to be saying that this is like genuine religious fervor. As opposed to... I think to... there was probably some of it. I mean, okay. like, uh, the um, with this particular thing, I mean, it's never... With the Wish Trials, it's not just one thing or the other. It's, it's okay, a combination enough. of a bunch of stuff. And the anxiety that people were having about land and money definitely played a part in that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I don't think it's, like, the reason that everybody was like, Oh, God, let's accuse everybody because we can take all the land. Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean, they got so far as to accuse the governor's wife of witchcraft. Fair enough. Uh, and they were accusing whole towns of being witches mm -hmm. by the end. And that's when the governor was like, all right, this is done. Mm -hmm. We're closing this down. Let everybody go home. It's over. Like it was a very like, no, it's over. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't, I mean, they just sort of got, they kept getting bigger and bigger and growing out of hand and um but before it was over a lot of people died um not that many actually it was nine it was like between nine and 15 but they were hanged except for one guy who was crushed by a really big rock because he refused to say he wasn't a witch or that he was a witch so he he actually was crushed because he wouldn't enter a plea mm. so you actually had you had to enter a plea into the court for your trial to move forward and for them to be able to formally, formally accuse you of being a witch. Mm -hmm. But he refused to even enter a plea. He was like, fuck you, I ain't doing it. Mm -hmm. And so since he didn't say anything, they decided to crush him between a couple of big rocks, hoping that, like, if they, you know, if you crush him to death, he's totally going to enter a plea, right? And so that guy um, was one of the few male witches to be mm. accused early on. Um, and so he died that way, whereas um, a bunch of women were hanged. And just to be clear, not burned. Not burned. Okay. okay. Burning. Got, we, I think we are required to just get that in there. Right. Like, all things about the Salem Ritz Witch Trials have to say they were hanged, not burned. And crushed. Yeah. Um, because but, you're, the burning was almost entirely a continental Europe thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Spanish, the Italian, the French... They loved the fuck out of a good burning, whereas the the Puritans were just like, "Nah, we're not gonna, we're not going to waste good firewood." <laughs> uh, we're, we're just fucking hang them. Terrible. <laughs> I know. Um, they did jail a lot of people, though. They jailed a lot of people. Um, I believe a couple of people did die in prison. Mm -hmm. Um. And and kind of the worst part of all of that is that, like, after they let everybody go, they would, like, or not when they, after they let everyone go, but while they were uh, jailing these people, they would uh, demand that their families pay for their room and board while they were being jailed. Oh, God, that's just, that's not just inconvenient, that's insulting. It's one of the reasons we have um, that we pay as a society for... Uh, jails and jailing as opposed to um, what they used to do. It's one of those things that they were like, you know, that's not really fair. Yeah. So we're going to put an end to that. So a lot of people also confess, though, 
uh, to the accusation. Yes. Is that a way to sa- save yourself? Um. Yes and no. I mean, to a certain extent, like mm-hmm. if you if you admitted it, um, I mean, like some of these people were beginning to sort of get confused. They were like, "Well, maybe I did. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, maybe I did have sin in my heart because, like, this was really this was really stuff that they thought. They thought that, like, well, I do have sin in my heart. Maybe I, re- you know, maybe mm-hmm. I am a witch." Um, and some people thought that, yeah, it would save their asses. At least early on, they were like, if I just confess, it'll be fine. And then they hung people and they were like, oh, maybe not. Hmm. Um, but you had to enter a plea of guilty or not guilty. Um, you know, yes, you were a witch or no, you weren't. And for most of these folks, I mean, they were, it was just like, well, everybody just thinks I'm a witch. And there was so much pressure behind it that it just became a juggernaut. Everybody was accused of being a witch. Everybody could have been a witch. Like People were freaked out. Getting back to you, though, mm-hmm. we've been talking about the witch trials for little, about a half an hour now. Right. Getting back to you in the present day, giving tours of the witch house. Yes. Uh, you have just told this to a bunch of tourists. How would they react? What would their reaction be at the end of your spiel about the actual history? I got a lot of deflated tourists <laughs> who were a little like, oh, so they weren't witches? Oh, fuck, we're back on were they not were they witches or were they not witches? Oh. Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it always sort of came back to this. They wanted a really rousing story of witchcraft and ghosts and haunted shit. And and so at the end of, of telling them the story of both the witch trials and also of the Corwin family, um, they just sort of at the end were like, okay, well, that was fine. Were there any people who were like genuinely like interested in or into it or excited about the real Yes. History, yes, I mean... there were. And those people almost always never came in October. Okay. <laughs> what's, what's Halloween like in Salem, by the way? Salem is nuts during Halloween. Like, uh-huh. October 1st, as soon as October 1st hits, oh my fucking God, people are everywhere um, in witch costumes. There's all these um, haunted walking tours. Oh my God. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, every night there's like a fucking haunted walking tour. Um, and on Halloween proper, um, the streets would just be filled with people, just mm-hmm. filled with people in costumes, um, kids everywhere. I mean, like, you could not fucking move for running into somebody in a fucking hat, in a fucking witch's hat, um, or in a terrible costume, who is all, hey, hey, tell me about the witches. <sighs> they probably weren't witches. They weren't burned at the stake. <sighs> there aren't any ghosts. <laughs> Like that that was basically October first through October through Halloween. Like that was basically my entire life for October. But you're free of it now. I am free of it now. I don't I sometimes I do miss it because I really did enjoy giving tours and, and dashing the hopes of children. Uh-huh. I mean <laughs> there's nothing better. Right. <laughs> but um but I mean I I don't have to um worry about people uh, not being that interested in history. Because, I mean, the reality of history, although fucked up and weird and really messed up, I mean, I personally think that, like, the tale of a bunch of religious fervent fanatics is way more interesting than 
yes, I really like kissing toads and fucking the devil. I mean, like, <laughs> which, I mean, like, well, I mean, we're not going to talk about last weekend again, but um, <laughs> there's just this. Just every weekend in Portland. Every weekend in Portland is like that. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it. No, don't don't say that. People don't, will move here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> don't move here. Um, you're going to take up time with the devil that everybody else wants for fucking. I mean, that was too much. Okay. okay. <laughs> but you, but you're, what you're saying is that like there's actual real dramatic history behind the bullshit. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. There was real dramatic history behind it. I mean, like this was a small, small group of people. This was a tiny, tiny town where everybody was suddenly questioning whether or not their neighbor was a witch. At first mm-hmm. it seemed like, well, it's just... These obvious women, the obvious women, um, the the kind of crazy ones, the ones that don't stick to to norms or to to social mores, the ones that stand out, um, and then it just became kind of everybody, mm-hmm. and you couldn't trust anybody. And what if your own mother was a witch? What if you were a witch? I mean, like, what if your cow was possessed? <laughs> I mean, your poor cow. Um, no, I mean, like, these were, the witch trials were a real, um, they were a real example of anxieties built up over a couple of generations about being able to get by, about being able to survive in a, in a really harsh environment. Um, yeah, kind of just surviving in that harsh environment, being able to eat, being able to to live, being able to have a roof over your head, being able to not be killed by a bear or a local native who was pissed off you killed the rest of his of his village. Um, they were really in a um, they were they were really scared. They were really mm-hmm. scared folks. Um like, they felt they were doing the right thing and that they were really righteous, but there was a lot of fear and anxiety under all of it. So, I mean, there are plenty of theories about, like, psychedelic bread and, um, like, land grabs, which also I can kind of see because it's part of that anxiety. Mm-hmm. But at the heart of it, they were still really, really into their religion. They were really religious people who really did believe that people could be witches, that you could have sex with Satan. I mean, usually he's called Bob, but I mean, that you could really have sex with Satan. Um, and that that there was really evil. And actually, um, to sort of sum it up, they did at the end, after, after a few months had passed, mm-hmm. um, after the witch trials got shut down by the governor of Massachusetts, one of the young girls actually gave an apology Oh, um, at the at the local meeting house, and the local meeting house was where everything happened. It was mm-hmm. in the center of ta- of town, so a lot of Massachusetts towns are built uh, with a square in the middle, and then the town bringing it. Um, and so the meeting house, she gave an apology, but the apology, um, to sort of paraphrase, essentially said, "I'm really sorry. The devil made me do it." But they thought he could. Oh, my God. Yeah. And actually that, I mean, to sort of um, bring that to today, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
when it comes to religion and money, we still have people who are like, well, the devil made me do it. Like, um, like you hear a lot from folks who, uh, who identify as heavily conservative that the devil made me do it, or I let the devil into my heart or, you know, Satan, Satan spoke in my ear. Like these are things that the Puritans really believe Satan was doing. Like they really believe that. And you still, excuse me, you still have people who are are using those exact same words, those exact same, um, I don't want to say excuses necessarily, like they were mm-hmm. still excuses to a certain extent, for the even for the Puritans, but they're using these similar, um, these similar ways of not taking responsibility. Like the Puritans right. were like, no, the devil's responsible, not me. Like it puts that responsibility elsewhere. And yet people are still doing that. And we still also have this sort of idea that uh, people who have money mm-hmm. are somehow deserving of money. And the Puritans thought that you had money, it was one of the indicators of being saved. Which, by the way, the Puritans did, could not know if they were saved or not. They could just really guess. They could guess real hard and mm-hmm. hope they got right. And actually, that was another anxiety because people were like, if I don't know I'm saved, what do I do? There was a really high suicide rate. Oh, God. There was a high suicide rate, and there were actually people who would, like, kill their own kids because they were like, I can't be sure they're going to heaven or hell or not. I, I, I don't want to live with that anxiety. And, or, like, I don't know if I'm going to heaven or hell or not. Now I know. Well, that's terrible, and I think that's a good place to leave it on. Anxiety and dead children. Yep. Which, basically, I think that's going to be my tagline for the, for the witch trials now. Anxiety and dead children. Kara, thank you so much. You are quite welcome. All right, folks, hope you enjoyed that. As always, we are on iTunes. Give us ratings, reviews, stars, all of that. Uh, Also on Patreon, go to weirdhistorypodcast.com and click on the support link to do that thing. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Joe Streckert. Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash weirdhistorypodcast. Thank you all very much for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. (laughs) 